Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. I've been on a break for the past two weeks, but now we're back in full force with new episodes. Today, we'll be talking to Neil Singh, Director of Technology at Team Neo, and we'll be talking about how the Midwest is becoming a center for technology. guys. So today I have a longtime friend of mine uh, from the VR AR world, um, Neil Singh from Ohio. Neil, how you doing? Doing well, Kathy. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm excited to have you because, you know, one of the things I am, I'm really, you know, I'm really excited about is the fact that you've been such a, an ally for lots of folks in the industry. And you've been kind of always out there, um, you know, helping folks and everything. And I think it's it's part of part of my point of view is that it's your time to shine kind of thing. So I, I, I love having you on my podcast. And uh, first of all, maybe tell folks a little bit about who you are and how you ended up in AR and VR. So my name is Neil Singh. I'm currently based in Cleveland, Ohio. I moved here in 2016 from New Zealand um, after having a, a fairly long career in software development. And so I, I had familiarity with tech. Um, and when I came here, it was really interesting because I'll go back a little bit to 20, 2010 through 2012. When I was in college at that point in time in New Zealand, I had studied about advertising and marketing in immersive or 3D environments. That was kind of my claim to fame academically, I could say. And I discovered a lot of things about how people behave, interact, consume, and the psychological impacts of engaging in 3D worlds, right? And at that time, VR was a very conceptual topic in 2012. You know, there weren't really head-mounted devices. It wasn't a big deal, Um, but it was being developed. We knew that much. And so the research I did was focused more on the game side of things, you know, game engines and 3D worlds and Second Life and all these other things that were going on at that time. But when I moved to Cleveland in 2016, and I mainly came here because of my wife, Kristen, that's how I ended up here. But I got introduced into the VR community by um, a friend of mine called Bob Sopko here in Case Western College. And he he thought after he heard about my research, he said, wow, you're the perfect fit for VR. And I was a little bit clueless at the time because honestly, we didn't have much exposure in New Zealand to the VR ER industry. We didn't know much about it at all prior to that point. And so when Bob took me to a, a meetup, um, there was about 30, 40 people at this meetup and there was a bunch of demo stations with all these VR kind of games and things set up. And I tried all of them and I was like, wow, I mean, this is practically like what I had sort of thought about many years ago in terms of where I thought computing was going, Mm -hmm. visual computing, you know, head mounted devices, portability, all this, all this kind of stuff. So I I got very excited by the um, opportunity. And then I felt, you know what, Um, I don't really know how to engage commercially at this point in time with, with this topic but maybe I can become a cheerleader of sorts. I can become a champion for 
this industry. So that's what I set my mind to initially. And long story short, here we are yeah. <laughs> today. And, that, and, and, and you know, one of the things that I try to do in this podcast is talk to folks that I meet along the way um, that are doing amazing things related to the future, right? And it doesn't only have to be, you know, you're working at an OEM, creating hardware, um, or you're, you know, with a game engine. I think in your case, what I find really interesting is that you are working on making Ohio and in, in part of the mid, in the Midwest, kind of a tech hub of sorts. Um, that's kind of the goals that I see that you've been working on really hard over the last, you know, I think year, a little over a year. So maybe tell folks a little bit about how you are helping create the future of technology in, in Ohio. Yeah, so it's really interesting because I was doing um, an XR workshop with my colleagues from Merari who are based in Michigan. And we were doing the workshop all across from Michigan, Ohio and, and Pittsburgh. And what happened was while planning this workshop, I approached a economic development organization called Team Neo. And Team Neo basically um, listened to what I was doing and the idea and they said, uh, you're a really interesting guy. What else can you do? So I told them a little bit more about my history with technology. But what they noticed in me was a personality. They were like, he's not just a typical software engineer. He's actually good with people, <laughs> which is which is apparently a rare thing to find. Um, so I, I sort of um, continued to communicate with them while I was organizing this workshop here in Cleveland. And they took a liking to me and said, well, would you consider consider maybe jumping on board with us and working in economic development. So I said, well, I haven't really done that before, but if you feel my experiences is going to be valued, then I'd be happy to do that. So what that led to was um, obviously an opportunity. They offered me a position, which was great because I really did need one at the time. And I, I took it on board and started working um, sort of Monday to Friday with technology companies across the 18 counties of Northeast Ohio. And Team Neo is very fortunate because Jobs Ohio is a state partner of ours. And so together we work towards helping companies, especially tech companies, create jobs and workforce and talent initiatives and a, a whole lot of other things, right? So the work got really engaging because I didn't all of a sudden just stick to one thing. I was able to meet a, a very large variety of different types of technology companies in the region. And I saw how much the region is really thriving. I mean, it's, it's really embracing um, new technologies like blockchain and AI and, and things like that. And it's also embracing VR and AR, which is really cool. Um, but there's, there's a lot of opportunities that are being created by these companies and a lot of concentration on developing more talent in the region. And I'm very passionate about that as well. You know, like, let's get more people involved. Let's get, let's start telling the story because to be fair, Silicon Valley isn't the only tech story. There's many hubs around the United States and across the world for that matter that all have um, very strong tech um kind of ecosystems. And I think these stories are worth telling. So that's kind yeah. of, yeah, economic yeah, development. Well, when I was at Magic Leap, uh, we, we worked with Hyperloop TT and they have a big, uh, you know, they're working on, I think their first project is gonna be out of Cleveland, 
right? Uh, so that's, I mean, that's huge. They're going to need a lot of talent for mm -hmm. something revolutionary as Hyperloop. So, And we, we've done such an amazing job, I think, in the last few years of trying to position ourselves as an attractive state. Like Ohio and Columbus and Cleveland are actually doing quite nicely when it comes to rankings, national rankings on, you know, how we're developing you know, and, and in that technology space, encouraging companies to be here and grow here. So that's been really exciting. I've been um, really, really sort of overjoyed to be part of that whole story. Yeah, and, and why why do you think it is? Like, what do you, when someone says, why Ohio? Or why should we come to Ohio? Or Cleveland, you know, Cleveland, or like Northeast Ohio specifically, but what, how would you answer that question? Um, well, I came here from New Zealand because I had a personal reason, but when I got here, I, I awoke to all of the different things that Ohio has to offer. And in Northeast Ohio, I mean, we've got a beautiful place to live. You know, we live out on the lake and it's a nice small city. You can walk around Cleveland very easily. Um, we're surrounded by nature. So we've got lovely sort of valleys. You know, the Cuyahoga Valley is one of the biggest national parks in the country, as far as I know. Um, and the cost of living is good too. So it's affordable, you know, compared to maybe a New York or a San Francisco, you're gonna do much better here with the same amount of money. So um, there's a lot of value adds that people can get from running a startup here um, or, just living here, bringing their families here, things like that. And these are all things worth considering when looking for your next kind of home, you know, because a home is more than just a job or a career. It's a lot of different things. So I think that's some of the good stuff that's going on here. <laughs> that's exciting. And, you know, we always, in this podcast, we always talk about the future for obvious mm. reasons. Um, but what are some of the things you're seeing out there that really excite you about the future? Um, industry IoT, I think, is, is going to be a very big deal. And I know that in a number of conferences and, and industry events, people have been talking about transformation in IoT for quite some time, probably nearly a decade now. Um, but in Northeast Ohio, one of the really interesting things we have is a manufacturing stronghold. Um, so we are, as part of the biggest supply chain across the U.S., one of the strongest manufacturing hubs in the country. And we have a lot of companies that produce any number of things from car parts all the way through house lighting and everything in between. Um, and these are the companies that are going to be focused on transforming their businesses using all of the things that IoT has to offer. So from sensors to data analytics software, dashboards to even AR, VR training and everything in between, right? So everything that we're seeing. And what I love about kind of being in this space is that I, I get to see it right in front of me. Like, you know, there's great companies like Rockwell who are working with PTC on augmented reality solutions. Um, so there's examples right in my backyard of this stuff and the most advanced cool stuff that you can probably see happening. Um, but there's more that needs to be done. And a lot of businesses are still learning about what that means for them. Um, so what's industry IoT and industry for mean to to their business and how do you get started? I think then the number one question that comes up for a lot of companies is where is my starting point 
you know, how do I invest at a at a um, smaller scale to really see how much value this technology adds to my business before I take a bigger leap to add more of it to my business. So that's been um, a really interesting learning curve for me, but that's where I think a lot of that stuff is targeted towards. Yeah, and that's incredibly important. I recently wrote a piece in Forbes about spatial computing, data analytics, and IoT all kind of together. So, um, yeah, we're upon, yeah, the, the time we're upon, like this time is just such an interesting time. You know, it's, it's, a, it's not an unfortunate time in many, many senses, obviously, but also a very exciting time in some other ways. So, yeah, and I'm drawing off your experience as well as Charlie and many others in the industry who have written about these topics and, I do see a convergence of technology. There seems to be a theme in literally all our work, which is saying that it's not about looking at technologies individually, like VR is here and AI is here. It's about really putting them together in one ecosystem and saying, how does one benefit the other? And and what results can we get if we start using these things together? Mm -hmm. um, so I've seen some very interesting examples of, of these things applied or being applied. Um, yesterday, I was actually watching a video from a company um, that has a full VR training suite for, um, I think it's um, airport engineers, you know, the people who go out by the planes and unhook the planes and, and, and do all the sort of roll them out to the you know, runway and all this kind of stuff. And I, I thought it was phenomenal because it had every single plane model you could imagine. And it was all point and click VR and you would actually have to perform the functions that you would perform if you were an air service engineer working at an airport. And I thought, wow, you know, this is how far we've come. This is as immersive as it gets. And it's such an amazing training tool because anyone who sees that and tries it is eventually going to get used to what they have to do every day if they're in that line of work. So I'm, I'm really excited about seeing things like that. Yeah, I mean, that's truly exciting. And do you, can you share the name of the company or it's not possible? Um, I can. I'll have to email it to you because it's not in front of me. I'll email you a link. Sure. Yeah. That sounds really interesting. And um, obviously, you know, IoT, such an manufacturing and IT are incredibly important. What other things are you seeing out there that you're like excited, that you're like, wow, I'm, I'm really interested in X? Um. Well, I went to CES early this year when we were still able to go places, yeah. and and travel. <laughs> yeah, and Hololens too was phenomenal, and I know this is still kind of leaning towards that whole mixed reality and and IoT. But I I played with an example at CES from Bosch, and mm -hmm. it was for like this mixed reality version of pulling apart a little car that Bosch had in in their showroom. And I thought it was fantastically cool. Like, it was really cool how much you could do. The haptics were um, you weren't using controllers. You were actually using hands. And the visor was sensing your hand motions as you would play with the car. Um, and I thought that kind of stuff is really cool. I'm seeing a lot of activity in the... Um, the game world, you know, we've got a lot of AR apps now that are games on your mobile device. And I think there's a lot of interaction with, um, you know, the Pokemon Go kind of games. I know there's other games coming up, but I'm not going to rattle them off. Um, but 
there's you know there's even tools like snapchat for social media which have really embraced ar and i think that's what the younger audience is really excited about you know they're getting into all these tools and they're using ar without even really knowing it you know a lot of the time it's just part of their everyday and i think that's the thing that we should all be excited about that they're they're making it part of the culture whereas we're kind of going out there really trying to teach people about it so for them they won't need that learning curve when it's their generation and they get to our point in life they're going to be all <laughs> you know all plugged yeah. into this stuff right yeah so that, it's incredibly interesting to watch how the generations like the gen z's and gen alphas the newer the newer kids um you know how they're all embracing ar or vr or you know so sorts of technologies so that's interesting so um we're getting towards the end of our time uh, on the podcast so i want to make sure that if folks want to reach out and they want to connect with you um because you're also putting out some great thought leadership um where can they find you what's the best way to reach you um, LinkedIn is usually the best to find me. Um, if you just do a search on me on LinkedIn, um, I think Nielsing01 is my handle on LinkedIn. Um, but also I've got my personal website, which is neilsing.co, N-E-I-L-S-I-N-G-H.co. And on that website, I don't do a lot with it. It's just really a promotional website at this point, but I do put all my friends like yourself on it <laughs> and link to your content as well, because I'm, I'm here to spread the word really on all the good work that's going on in our industry and trying to inform people about sort of everybody else who is doing amazing things in our industry. Um, so, you know, you can find me at either of those sources. Um, but as you mentioned, I'm most active on LinkedIn. Yeah. And I'm looking more towards the future as well in terms of can I produce more video content? And, you know, what do I do with my writing? Um, speaking of quickly, I know we're getting to the end. I am. I, I stopped blogging very actively. You know, I used to be very active in the blogging space up until last year, but I decided to return a lot of that content into a new book I'm working on. Oh, so, that's so that's that's kind of a cool thing, and I'm still learning a lot about self-publishing or going with a official publisher and things like that. But we're 54 chapters in, and oh, so cool. I will be talking with all of you about that at, in some near date in the future. And do you have a title or are you still working on the title? I'm, I'm kind of working on it, but at the moment, um, from silicon to spatial is kind Ooh. of what I thought would be a cool way of talking about it. Because what I'm discussing in the book is the sort of where it all started, you know, how we got to the point we're at and, and when sort of microprocessors and computing technology really started to take a, a massive leap and then sort of all the way through that journey to where we are now and how we're experiencing this technology now and where it can go in the future. So it is a very futuristic book, um, but it, it does take a very personal view of this so i'm looking at it from the lenses of how did i personally get into this rather than you know what everybody else is talking about so there's a very interesting kind of content there well i love it neil and thank you so much for being on you know on the podcast thanks for being on future insiders and yeah thank you for what you shared thank you for having me kathy it's been a pleasure Thank you for listening to Future Insiders. 
I hope you'll join me for more interviews about the future. And don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about the podcast.